yo, yo, welcome to the Make It Rain podcast. Here we are with your boy D-Train. We are on the newest episode. Uh, we are going to be talking about the Christmas Day games. I got my boy next to me, Nesta Dudley. What's what, going on? What up, D-Train? How, 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 how you doing? I am doing hashtag splendid. As you know that my NBA season does not start until Christmas Day. So here it is. We're talking about the Christmas Day's um, uh, happenings. And as you know, D-Train, I recently had a podcast of mine, Beyond the Rim. I had who I call the biggest LeBron James hater on the planet on my podcast, who happens to be a friend of yours, who I recognize you as the second biggest LeBron James hater (laughs) on the planet. Yes. (laughs) All right, before uh, we talk about these Christmas days, I just want to know how your Christmas was. My Christmas was hashtag splendid. How was your Christmas? My Christmas? I mean, my Christmas was all right. Uh, I I unfortunately did not get to uh, catch all of the NBA games. But, you know, I I watched through some highlights and all that. Uh, I didn't get to watch everything in real time because, as uh, the people know, I was in Canada. Uh, I didn't get get ESPN up in my uh, grandma's house. So I, you know, thank God I brought my iPad with me uh, so I can you know, look at some streams and uh, watch the games. But, you know, I had to spend time with the family as well. And uh, I hit up a casino that night, so I didn't get to, you know, watch all the games. But, hey, I did I did my research. Uh, I watched my highlights, you know, the, the like, 10-minute highlights, not these, like, two, three-minute ones that, you, you know, you don't find out what, what goes on in the game except for, like, the big plays. But, you know, I'm ready. So you spent your Christmas up north where everything is cold. Uh, yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we have five games that we're going to be talking about today. Uh, first game was Celtics at Raptors at noon. Then we had uh, Bucks at 76ers, Rockets at Warriors, Clippers at Lakers, and New Orleans at Denver. That was the last game. <laughs> uh, so, as you know... I didn't do too hot on my predictions this year. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. You see my cell phone is right here. My cell phone, and you have your predictions and all that stuff. And all right, all right. So, that, Be- so that's why I got my cell phone Be- here. All right. Because, because you know, DJ, you know, I I keep you honest. You do. Okay, but before we start these uh, predictions, in my defense, I did not know Toronto was going to be hobbled. Well, because I I called a game on on the last episode and everyone was everyone was injury free. Pascal Siakam was playing, Marcus Saul was playing, Norman Powell like Toronto was without a star. You have only yourself to blame for that. You have all your only yourself. I to mean, blame I didn't I didn't want to switch <laughs> switch sides when you, you know you know for a fact that whenever you make a prediction. Yeah. I, I stream your, all your episodes. There might have been one episode that I didn't stream. You talked about the WNBA or something like that. but mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure I went back and streamed it after the fact. I stream all your episodes. Yes. You know your NBA. Sometimes you get a little out of hand with your hating of King, LeBron James. Mm-hmm. But for, but for the most part, you're on point. So when you make these predictions, you know that I hold you accountable. Yeah. So when you text me 
that day and said, okay, we're going to do this podcast, boom, 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 these are the dates, these are the times. Mm-hmm. You asked me for my predictions, for which I told you I don't have any predictions because I don't really start watching the NBA until Christmas Day. Yep. But you sent me your predictions. I'm like, okay, well, he put it on record. I so did. So you put, you put it on record. I did. I put it on record last episode. So and I, I, I stuck with the ship. And I'm I stuck put, with the ship. You put it on record, I'm going to put you on blast. I, you could, <laughs> hey, put me on blast. I, I don't care. I mean, you know. It is what it is. I'll live with it. Uh, I went two for five this year. You know, I I, I call that Clippers Lakers game though. Uh, what happened? What happened to the King in the fourth quarter? Uh, we'll, we'll get into that. We're gonna get to that. Well, of course you're <laughs> of course you're gonna call the Clippers Lakers game because you're never going to put you're never going to predict any team that the King plays on. You're never gonna predict that that team's gonna win. That is not true. I Last year you. I called how the many, Lakers. How many years have I known you, and how many times have I have you ever went on record and say, "Oh, I feel as though that Cleveland's going to win," or I, feel La- as, hey, or "I feel as though that the hey, Lakers are going to win." Last year, Christmas Day, I called La- I called Lakers against Warriors. There's tape of this. Everyone was saying, "Yo, Warriors." I I had like my step bro look at me funny because I went with the Lakers. <laughs> you probably meant to say Warriors and Lakers. No, 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 no. No, I said Lakers. I believed. The, I believed in the Lakers. Okay, well, I don't remember all last year, but you did say that you went five or five last episode, year. Episode nine. You, episode nine. Okay, I'm going to stream episode nine again. But episode I'm, nine, guys. But, but I'm gonna take your word for it. So if you did, and you said that you went five or five, so I believe that you went five or five. So I think that you accidentally picked the Lakers last year, and you happened to win. Accidentally picked the Lakers. And you happened to win. I picked the Lakers. I thought the Lakers were a good team last year until LeBron and Lonzo got hurt. Until Christmas Day. Until Christmas Day. (laughs) And we're going to talk about what happened to them Christmas Day part two. But the first game you wanted to talk about, which was the opening uh, game. Let's talk about the Celtics at the Raptors. So I'm going to tell you why I went with the Raptors. All right? I'm going to tell you why. Team, and and this and this the is that, the team that lost the team that made you zero one on your Christmas Day picks. <laughs> okay, and this is before because I did uh, I did the last episode I want to say a week before Christmas. Okay, and you know pa- I had all right. Pascal's, Pascal Siakam is an, an emerging star. Yes, he's an emerging star. Toronto's you know they were looking really good. They're a really good team. They got a solid squad, even though you know Kawhi dipped for. Uh, Lala. Kawhi bounced for Lala, but as you know, Toronto has always had a solid squad. Yes. Their, their only kryptonite used to be the king when he was in Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. But that was because DeRozan and uh, Kyle Lowry couldn't show up in the playoffs. But It was because the king's better than them. But go ahead, continue. The king's their kryptonite, but go ahead, continue. I mean, yeah, the king, the king was their kryptonite. Okay. I but, agree. But go ahead, continue. You're not going to give the king the props. You and, <laughs> you and Evans, Magic, will never get the king's prop. But I digress. Go ahead, brother. The Celtics have not won in Toronto in the Brad Stevens era. They have not won since 2015. I think it was like eight straight games or something. They like have that. lost eight straight games in Toronto. So you went with the sure bet. Yes. Okay, well, you lost. <laughs> so when, I, when watching that Celtics game, and you did watch that Celtics game, correct? I did watch watching Celtics. that Celtics game. I mean, it was a blowout. It was a blowout. I mean, the final score, the Celtics won 118 to 102. And the final score really is not indicative of the of the dominance that the Celtics had that game. That game really wasn't even close from the opening tap to the yeah. last whistle. It, it was beat down, uh, pretty much beat down. <laughs> 
you had, you know, you said that you mentioned that Pascal Siakam was injured, so he was not there. So yeah. leading scorers for the Raptors for the for your Toronto Raptors because because Raptors, isn't this your home team? You're a Toronto. I'm from, I'm from Montreal. Montreal, Toronto, same thing. <laughs> I keep on telling you that. You are, what do I call you? You're a brother, you're a brother Canucker. Doesn't matter. Toronto, Montreal, same thing. You know, you, know, you must have been, yeah, your emotions must have been torn because your home team up against your adopted home team. We all know that you love your Celtics. You love your green. You're wearing your Celtics I am wearing cap right now. I'm wearing your Celtics cap right now. So yeah. Fred Van Fleet led the boys. From up north with 27 points, yes. followed, followed by Chris Butcher, 24 points, Kyle Lywe, 14 points, and Serb Abaka, 12 points. But when you're missing the big man, Pascal Siakam, who was huge a huge hole, he's gotten like 25 a game, right? Right, right. So, I mean, they obviously like looking at this, you know, on the 24th, I was like, Toronto has, Toronto has no shot, right? <laughs> they had no shot, right? You know, surprisingly, they did uh, beat us in Boston the other day but i guess miracles do happen <laughs> christmas miracle miracle on 34th street yeah uh, that movie i know is way ahead of your time <laughs> now the boston celtics however now jalen brown showed up and showed out yes he did 30 points the youngest player to get 30 points on christmas day game mm-hmm. so showed up showed out kemba walker do you like kemba walker i do okay i just want to make sure i, I like kemba but like I've been I've been telling people that he's not going to be the reason why they go all the way. It's going to be Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I don't see them going all the way because unless they're going to get a rim protector, yeah. you need a big man in the middle. I don't see them going all the way. But again, we digress. I digress. We'll talk about the Christmas Day game. Your boy Gordon Haywood chipped in fourteen points, and Jason Tatum had eleven points. Oh, he struggled. Jason yeah. Tatum struggled. Yeah, that was. It's not always all biscuits and gravy. So Tatum did have a rough game, but yeah. 11 points on a winning stage, I'm sure he'll take it. Mm-hmm. Hey, Kemba had 22, 5 from 10 from 3. Jalen, as you said, had 30 points. He was 5 for 7 from 3. Man couldn't miss from 3. He was unconscious. He was. He showed up to play, and it was, it was a nice, for me, it was a nice first game to watch to start off the Christmas basketball game i mean usually usually we're watching the knicks <laughs> don't even get me started on the knicks now your podcast number nine last year i remember i don't re- i remember that i went on and on and on about how my christmas day was almost ruined because they put the knicks on yeah. television they had all those teams to put on television they put the knicks on television and it was the milwaukee bucks that just went in there and just wiped the floor of the knicks it was such an uncompetitive ball game i'm wondering if the powers to be at the nba i'm wondering if adam silver adam silver or if anybody just said that you listen to the make it rain podcast and those two young brothers were just ripping up this product <laughs> this christmas day product how like, gotta take the knicks off tv how dare they give us that last year so i was happy to see that the knicks was not on the christmas day schedule this year all right real real quick what do you think of the christmas day lineup because i think I think it was pretty fair. I mean, there were some unforeseen injuries, you know, obviously with the Warriors and then Zion not playing. But I think, I think this lineup, that a lineup of games that they have, it, it was pretty, 
good. Before the season start, I agree with you. You look at this lineup, and it's a very sexy-looking lineup. Yes. Again, this is before the Warriors came with Acosta injuries, which I'm sure that we're going to get into it when we talk about the Warriors. Mm-hmm. And there's no Zion, and I'm sure we're going to get into that when it comes time for that. But when you look at this, this is a very sexy lineup. It was certainly a better lineup than it was last year. There was no bum teams last this year, as was last year with the Knicks. Yes. So before the season started so now after the season started and we know the warriors are not the warriors of the last few seasons are not the warriors that you greatly loved because they were beating lebron james because you're the biggest or excuse me the second biggest lebron james hater that i know when it wasn't those warriors anymore and you look at this and you said oh the rockets is just going to blow them out of the waters the warriors had eight nine wins up into that game i don't want to get ahead of myself (laughs) because we all know how the game ended but I agree with you that this lineup of games, Christmas Day games, looked very sexy. It was, it was very sexy. See, my only problem with this lineup is that I would have put the Lakers on the third slot. The third, I would have given the Lakers the third game. Okay. That's what I would have done personally. But anyways, anyways. I don't, I don't want to dominate your podcast. Uh, do you have anything to say other than that for the Celtics and Raptors? It was a good win for your adopted home team. It was, it was a good win for the boys. It was a good. It was win. a real good win for the boys, you know. Even though I didn't call it, <laughs> it was it was still a good win. I was happy, you know. I was like, you know, I was like, yeah, okay, all right. Because I'm not gonna lie, I've been I've been underestimating the Celtics this season. I have. And why is that? I don't know. I just didn't think they'd be that good, to be honest with you. Well, <laughs> as you know, that not too long ago, a week or two ago, that I. I go to one Celtics game a year. Yes. I usually try to go in December. So I go before I personally start watching the NBA, which is the Christmas games and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I went this year. And you didn't jinx us. Didn't did, <laughs> did not jinx, but you felt very comfortable when I put it on social media that I was at that game because it was against the Charlotte Hornets. So you felt very comfortable about that. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, a win's a win. <clears throat> just no to, matter against who. Just to remind the streamers last year that the game I went to last year, I went to the game when the Milwaukee Bucks was in town. And I went on record saying that Giannis Antetokounmpo was the best player that I've ever seen in person. Not the best player that I've seen all time. Mm-hmm. I specifically said in, per- in uh, yeah, person. I remember you saying Specifically that. said in person. And that game wasn't even close down to the Celtics. Defending the Celtics last year, all their rim protectors were were injured that game. They were out that game. Mm -hmm. But you still called me a jinx. So I did. Because we lost. (laughs) Hey, my friend went to uh, this past game on Saturday, and we lost. I was like, yo, you made us lose. (laughs) Anyways, uh, Saturday was my last day at at the pro shop. You know, I am leaving on 2019 uh, retail life free. Really? Yes. So... That means, and again, I want to take any shine from your podcast, but as you know, the streamers might not know that I have a television show mm-hmm. around the rim where I talk about basketball in one league, the Malden Neighborhood Basketball League, which is in Malden, Massachusetts. Malden, Massachusetts is located 5.5 miles north of the city of Boston. Yes. So does that mean that you can be able to crew my show? I will crew on your show. Oh, there we go. As long as you don't mind if I'm there at like 6, 6.05, 6, oh. 6.10. <laughs> as long as you get there, brother. The show's live from 6 to 6.30. As long as you no, get there. I, I get out of work at 5 at Quincy, so. Okay, well. It'll be nice to have you aboard. So I think 
We should go on to the second game of this Christmas day. Yes, let's move on to the Bucks at 76ers. Uh, this game was also a blowout, too. And I am happy to admit that you called this game. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> you know I'm a huge Philly guy. <laughs> ben Simmons is my dude, my guy. Uh, the slander on Ben Simmons needs to stop. He's gotten a little bit better, but he still needs to have an outside shot. But this game. The it, man it can be a walking triple-double if he was more aggressive. Yeah, yeah. This game, this was basically a blowout. The, the Bucks, It was done after the first half. It was the Bucks. There was no way that the Bucks was going to win this game. Philly came out on a mission. The final score was one twenty-one to one hundred nine. Yes. So the first, the first period. It was thirty-eight thirty. It was end of the first quarter. At the end of the first quarter, and then in the second period, the 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 blew them out. The Philly just opened. Philly just opened up scoring thirty-one points to Milwaukee's eighteen points, and yeah. the game was basically over from there. It was. It was over at halftime. It really was. It's you, you sat there and you're just like, okay. Is Giannis Antetokounmpo going to um, bring them back? But Giannis did not have a Giannis-like game. The man was eight for twenty-seven. He ended up with eighteen points. The the Bucks' high man was Chris Middleton, thirty-one points. Brooke Lopez had eleven points. George Hill had fifteen points. But it just was not enough against the team that makes their residence in the city of brotherly love. I just don't know why uh, the Bucks didn't play any zone. Uh, zone was killing Philly a couple games, and they didn't play that many zone until, like, the fourth quarter <laughs> when they made their run, but the game was already over. The game was already over at that point, so I think that that run, I call that a false run because Philly obviously let up off the gas. In oh, the yeah. Quarter. So of that course, was, yeah. So that was a false run, so... Like I said, the final score was 121 to 109. I have a friend that lives down in Philly, yes. right in Philadelphia, and she did not watch the game. Mm -hmm. But when we text about it afterwards, there's, you know, we text about sports. So she's not from Philadelphia, but she lives in Philadelphia. I actually got a couple of good friends in the Philadelphia area, but this one particular good friend of mine, not originally from Philly, but loves the local teams and stuff. So, I said that Philly smashed the Bucks. She also loves Giannis Antetokounmpo, and she said, "Oh well, they didn't smash him." Again, she didn't watch the game, so I said the final score is not indicative of how much <laughs> they smashed him. Yeah. They they really did smash him. Joel Embiid, high man with thirty one points. Tobias Harris, twenty two points. Ben Simmons, your man, Ben Simmons, fifteen points. Josh Richardson, uh, eighteen four, four, fourteen assists, points. seven rebounds. Yes, nice game, but Embiid was the person that stood out in that game. Obviously, oh no, of course, because they were packing, they were packing the paint. And don't forget, they got Al Horford, you know, the Giannis stopper. Your, your good friend Al Horford, and the Embiid stopper too. But now he's on Philly, so Milwaukee's just uh, basically Philly. Philly's Milwaukee's kryptonite, or is it the other way around? <laughs> you actually put on social media, I believe that you put on your Facebook, yes. that Milwaukee just can't beat Philadelphia. It's true. <laughs> it's, it's true. 100%. Not lying to you. It's true. Like, you're going to see it in the playoffs this year. 
Now, the thing with Joel Embiid, I thought that Joel Embiid, because he is entertaining, he's a character. Yes. I'm a fan of his. And I just thought that the post-game interview was going to be a usual, playful Embiid post-game interview where he basically talks about the other team and how they smashed that team and stuff. So I was waiting for that because he is entertaining. Mm-hmm. But he didn't I, do that. I was going to say what I did not like is that he was humble. Yeah. He was humble, basically said this is just another game. He said that you're going to see a different MB this year when it comes to that type of attitude and talking mm-hmm. because he was humbled. <laughs> he was humble. Now, this is not what he said, but this is what I'm saying because he was humbled in that last game last year against Toronto when Kawhi put that shot up and just bounce, 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 and it fell in, and Toronto went on, and they got that meme of Embiid crying. Yeah. And the brother shouldn't cry because he makes an ugly face <laughs> when he's crying. So so when you become a meme, I guess that you just have to rethink things. Yes. So so he did his rethinking. So, again, it was a mature interview that was good for him. It wasn't entertaining for me, but it's not about me. Uh, that was probably the Bucks' worst loss of the season. Yes, they had only lost five games up until that point, or was it four games? Four. Four games. They only lost four games Here up until that point, yes. The best record in the NBA, mm-hmm. and they get smashed on Christmas Day. I, I, knew, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I was like, yo, mark the calendar. <laughs> Philly coming out. Well, I'm going to give you credit because, <laughs> because you texted me. You said Philly, so you said you got Philly. Philly coming out, but uh, – Philly had a franchise record for threes with 21 threes. Milwaukee just did not have a chance. No, I mean, well, Philly just packed the paint. And, you know, Giannis, like, Giannis doesn't have a – he doesn't have a – like, he can't, he can't create his own jumper just yet. Mm-hmm. But, he like, you know, because he just drives to the rim. He just right. powers the rim. But, like, the paint's packed. You know, you got Joel in there. You got Al Horford in there. You know, you got to kick it out to your shooters. Your shooter's not making shots. And, you know, you don't have a reliable, like, you know, you can't create your own shot off the dribble. But he is the defending league MVP. No, he is. You got to make it happen, brother. You got to do something. Yeah. You got to do something. No, you got to do something. You got to work on that shot. This is Christmas Day. Work on that shot. He was 0 for 7 from 3. Christmas Day. This is a big stage. Yeah. Christmas Day is not going to be all like Christmas Day of 2018 when you played a team that had no business being out there, this is Christmas Day 2019, baby. Yeah. And, I mean, you saw in the game he got he got frustrated. He got frustrated, you know. I mean, it's an uncharacteristic game of his, 8 for 27, even though he had uh, 14 rebounds and 7 assists. But his, his field goal percentage was just not good. You know, probably had a lot of some turnovers and all that. You know, got blocked in the paint. That's why you got to work on his shot. Work on your shot. You can shoot that jumper. Yep. Yeah, I knew that was gonna happen. Uh, I didn't foresee a blowout. I th- I thought it was gonna be a closer game. Like I I thought like this game and the L A. and you know the L A. the L- both L A. games would be like those. Well, the L A. game was close, but I thought this game would be close also because this is like powerhouse, like two powerhouses in the East going up against each other. Right. But Philly just has Milwaukee's number. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. And, and uh, until. Uh, Giannis gets like a consistent like, you know, jumper or they do something with that team. 
I don't know why they don't post them up more or put them in the pick and roll or something. Try something, anything. Yeah, I mean, because they're, they're having him, like, drive the ball into the paint. And, you know, you scatter out, you got four shooters, but they're basically daring, like, they're going to say, daring, like, Giannis to beat you or the others. No, daring the others to beat you. You know, Chris Middleton had, like, 20, 31 points. He did, he did good for my uh, fantasy squad. <laughs> we were happy with his 31 points. Yes, we were. <laughs> On to the third game where we had the Houston Rockets going against the Golden State Warriors. And as we said earlier, you did pick Houston. I mean, that was the safest. I I could not <laughs> foresee the Warriors winning this game. I mean, like, I don't, I like, how, I don't know how Houston lost this game. I really don't. As we said earlier, the Warriors, this is not the Warriors that you love because they were beating the King. This is not the Warrior that has Kevin Durant on it. We know Kevin Durant is long gone. Mm-hmm. We know that Steph Curry injured his hand. Yes. We know that Clay wasn't expected back until February anyways. Yes. We know that Andre Iguodala, Iggy's not even on the team anymore. Nope, he's uh, sitting in Memphis. Right. And we even know my man, I'm blocking on his name right now. Draymond. No, not Draymond. Draymond's still on the team, but my man, I always say with his long, um, with his long mug, Sean Livingston. Livingston, yeah, Livingston. When he's retired, him and his long mug. This is not the same. No, it's not the same Warriors. This is not the same Warriors team. They came. They came into this game having only won, I think, eight games. Yeah, seven, eight games, and you just figure, like, in my opinion, the league when they face the Warriors, they must be salivating, licking their chops and all this stuff because they could like no one could touch this team for five seasons. Mm-hmm. And now this team is just losing nightly after nightly after nightly. And I haven't even seen any Warrior games. When when Steph went down, I'm like, well what's there to watch about? You know, they're not the Warriors. They don't have they don't have Durant. And I kept on going on record saying, you know, with those titles, yes, they legitimately won those titles, but on Durant's resume is going to be an asterisk because he went to a seventy three regular season win team and all that stuff so it was never his team it was curry's team i don't want to regurgitate old stuff i know you held kevin durant in high regards and not that i don't hold him in high regards but it took an entire team and kevin durant to take off the king and i'm never and i am never going to that i'm gonna i'm that's what i'm on the record i'm never going to vary from that but talk about an upset this game was an upset, this was an upset. i thought that it was going to be a blowout, and final score, by the way, was the Golden State Warriors beating the Houston Rockets by a score one sixteen to one o four. And at the end of the first period, when the Rockets were only up by one twenty nine to twenty eight, I said, "Uh oh, this does not look good for the Rockets because when you are clearly." better than a team you cannot let that team hang around you just got to step on that next <laughs> from the from the jump from the tip jump balls i'm like well russell is- westbrook took like nine shots in the first quarter yeah it was like two for nine yeah and but you know what russell is russell and russell's going to do that russell westbrook is a dog and i say that is, yeah and it and i say that in such a high complimentary fa- uh, faction he is a dog you know that when russell westbrook he gives you his all every single day. Russell Westbrook does not mail it in. He shows up every single night. So I thought with a combination of Westbrook and 
Harden. I thought one of them can beat the whole five themselves, but nope. But again, I mean, well, I mean, they they were trapping Harden all game. Like Harden had to give it up, but Harden went on like a run by himself for like I want to say at least ten to twelve points. He hit like three or four threes West, in the second quarter. Westbrook high man thirty points, eleven for thirty two shooting. 0 for 8 from 3. <laughs> to your point, can't have that. You can't have that. To cannot your, have that. To your, to your point, James Harden ended up with 24 points. And he was like 9 for 18. He shot 50%. Danielle House was total 18 points and Clint Compella with 10 points. Danielle House shot 12 threes. This was a very good and entertaining and very competitive basketball game. This game was yeah. This game was I was surprised how this game went. I was very surprised. I'm like, this game, I thought, to tell you the truth, I thought that I would kind of be like taking power naps during this game and stuff because we have five Christmas Day games. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I probably don't have to pay too much attention to this game. But yeah, this game, I but felt game, like that too. But this game was entertaining. Couldn't take my eyes off it. I felt like that too. When I take my eyes off this game. You had uh, uh Damon Lee with 22 points and 15 rebounds. Mm-hmm. D'Angelo Russell and Draymond got 20 points apiece. And the, the entire starting lineup had double digits. And Glenn Robinson III yes. chipped in 18 points. 18 points. Again, it was a competitive game, an entertaining game, mm-hmm. a surprising game as far as I'm concerned. Very surprising. Very surprising game. So. And I don't know how to how you can lose to that. Like, I mean, I understand the Warriors are at home, but like, you one of the best teams in the NBA, and you losing to the Warriors without the Splash Bros. The only the only threat they have on the floor are the Warriors. <clears throat> the only traditional threat is Draymond Green. Now, D'Angelo Russell is a good player. He is, and. When the Warriors come back to full strength, he probably won't even be on the team anymore. Mm-hmm. So he's trying out for his next team, and he's he's having a damn good tryout. He's having like building that resume, looking looking very good. But again, if you had told me that the Warriors was going to be Houston, so when I saw your predictions, I'm not even, not even mad at you. You can't be, <laughs> you can't be mad. You can't, <laughs> you can't even say nothing. That's a shock. Like. <laughs> Just can't be mad at you. I mean, every, everyone took Rockets. Like, whoever took Warriors must have, like, <laughs> foreseen, like, yo, I got to take them to the casino with me. <laughs> <laughs> whoever took the Warriors <laughs> must have had a hand in poisoning the Rockets <laughs> or <Yeah>. something. <laughs> I got I to gotta take them out so I can get lucky like that. Cause <laughs> I, I can't call that. It's crazy stuff. And... Yeah, I mean the the Warriors outscored them. It was twenty eight to seventeen in the fourth quarter, I believe, and they were up. They were up five at the end of the third quarter. Twenty eight to nineteen in the fourth quarter, and twenty four to seventeen to close out the game. Can't have that. No, no. And but I mean, the Rockets were never known as a good defensive team. I mean, they, they're all right. You you would think they get better on the defensive side because you know they got Russell Westbrook. But Russell Westbrook only plays defense when he wants to play defense. <laughs> on to the marquee game. Oh, the, the best game that I like just didn't get to watch. But you know the Battle of L.A. Now, why yeah. did you not get to watch this game? I, I had a family dinner at this time. 
<laughs> and then I we uh, after that the game was at eight. The game was at eight, right? Yeah, I was at eight. Yes. I was having my family dinner, and then like nine o'clock, I went to the casino with my cousin, and yeah, we didn't. So get you that. went out drinking. <laughs> I went out drinking. I went to the casino. You went out drinking. I, I played some blackjack. You went out drinking. <laughs> I only had one. Drink. You only had one drink. I only had, you only one, had drink. one drink. One drink. One drink. How come I don't believe you? Yo, it's facts. I'm telling you. <laughs> Only had one drink. So did you lose? I didn't lose. I broke even. Oh, okay. I, I broke even. I even broke even today. You broke even today? Yeah. So you went out drinking again today before the show? <laughs> Is that a yes or a no? It must be it must be a yes. I had a couple drinks. You had a couple. We had a couple. <laughs> Only a couple. How much is a couple? Two. Okay. Because are you gonna mm. say like Four or five, I would say that's not a couple, that's a few. <laughs> no, that's for tomorrow. Tomorrow's New Year's Eve. Tomorrow I'm turning up. <laughs> and you're gonna start right after this podcast, I probably. <laughs> no, nah, I got work tomorrow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so on to the marquee game, the Battle of LA, and you got this game right, the Clippers. But as we said at the beginning of this podcast, that you're just gonna vote against any team that LeBron James plays on because you are the second biggest LBJ hater that no, I no, know. No, no, uh, I see. I just think maybe in the maybe in the playoffs the Lakers will beat the Clippers, but I feel like in the regular season, because you know LeBron didn't give no damn about the regular season, so I just had a feeling, an instinct that the Clippers were gonna win this game. I thought Paul George was gonna go off. I was wrong about that, but you know Kawhi put up his thirty-five, and like I I just feel like the Clippers are a better unit and they're a better defensive team than the Lakers are. Uh, my only my only uh, problem is is who's gonna guard Anthony Davis for the clip for on on the Clippers. So when you picked the Clippers, was this before or after you started drinking? I was before. 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 Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, just want to make sure. I gotta roll. With, I gotta roll with Love City. Love City Clippers, yo. Okay, the final score: the Clippers one eleven, the tell, Lakers. T- tell what happened. What what Pat, what Pat Beverly do? He locked, he locked your boy up. He locked him up. <laughs> well, what he do? Well, first of all, before before we get into what he did, but first of all, with my boy, my boy, what is it? This is the second Christmas day in a row that there is an injury to his groin. This this time, oh yeah, you didn't you didn't watch the game, so you probably might not have seen this. Though so this happened in the first half, I want to say it's in the first period. Yes, that he took a charge. And when he took a charge, he took a knee to the groin area. So then he was down and he was holding his groin. And I'm like, my goodness, this is a Christmas Day curse. A Christmas Day curse wearing the purple and gold. Uh-huh. So he was he was injured. He was compromised for the rest of that game. Now, in terms of how Patrick Beverly, quote, unquote, locked my boy up, for the folks that have seen that game, it was towards the end of the game that LeBron James went up to shoot a three and Beverly, who plays damn good defense. Beverly got his hands on the ball, so deflected that ball, and the call was that it went off on Beverly, but then after they replayed and stuff, it was determined that, and when they showed the replay, they showed the super slow-bo, I watched it, they yeah. showed so many different angles, that it did go off on the King's 
wrist on his hand, and so it did go off of him. Now, the post-game interview, LeBron said, game, LeBron James said that it didn't go off on him. And he probably, I don't know if he said it because he felt as though that it truly did not go off on him, or I don't know if he said that because he felt as though he had to say it. But it did go off on him. But there were points that were made on mainstream television, and I'm not sure who made it. I'm, I don't think it was Stephen A. Smith. It might have been Nick Wright of first take first. It might have been him because I really don't think that was Max Kellerman either. They're the four folks that I watch on mainstream television are the two that I mentioned, and then, and then there's there's Skip Bayless and there's Shannon Sharp. So I want to say that it was Nick, Shannon Sharp. Let Shannon Sharp. <laughs> I want to say that it was Nick Wright that he said, you know, basketball's been played for like seventy, oh, hundred years, seventy five years, or what? It was like all these years that basketball played, right? Yes. And before the instant replay, every single time that's off on the person who deflects the ball from every level of basketball. You didn't know the person deflects the ball, that's off on that person. Yeah. So now you have like this instant replay, and this is something that had ruined it because without the instant replay, the Lakers would have got the ball. Now, I don't know if the Lakers would have won that game, but the Lakers would have had better chances of winning that game had they retained the ball at that. So I'm not making any excuses. I'm not even mad at that play. I'm just I'm just It was a good play. It was a good play. I'm just pointing I'm just pointing out what had happened. And we have these streamers out there who are streaming this podcast. I don't, if they watch the game, then they know what I'm talking about, and they're like, "Okay, well, Nesta, Nesta is spot on." I'm just record. I'm just. I'm just reporting the facts how I seen it, and mm-hmm. it's actually the facts. So yeah. So again, I'm not saying that that's why they lost that game, but when you say "quote unquote" he locked down my boy, that's what you mean about he "quote unquote" locked down his boy. So LeBron James is not my boy, but I do recognize Le- I do recognize LeBron James as being the king. All right, uh, the king got a costly turnover. Yeah. I, I, would you call it a block or a steal? I call that a block. I think that it, it was deflected. It was deflected, so I would call that a block. Kawhi Leonard ended up with 35 points. And Kawhi is just like, he's just a man. He's a cyborg. He really is. He's a cyborg. He shows no emotion. He goes out there and just does work. Montreal Harrell, 18 points. Paul George, 17 points. You had said earlier that you were looking for Paul George to go off. I thought Paul George was going to go off. I, I was wrong. I never look for Paul George to go off. Paul George is a good player. Paul George is who I believe that he is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he'll have he'll always have a good regular season. The postseason, he doesn't show up. The po- he just doesn't show up. So I don't get excited about Paul George. He's a good basketball player. Would I want Paul George on my team? Yes, I would. But good defender, too. Yes, Yes, he great defender. He could, you know, he's strong enough to defend LeBron. Kawhi's strong enough to love to defend LeBron, and obviously Patrick Beverly can defend LeBron. So you got I mean, three people that can he, uh, he that can defend defended, LeBron. Uh, KD in the, in the playoffs last year. Yes, yes, and that was entertaining. <laughs> it was the Lakers. Anthony Davis, twenty-four point. LeBron James, the King, twenty-three points, ten assists. Con- Nine rebounds. Contavious Caldwell Pope, 23 points. I say my man last. Kyle Kuzma, high man with 25 points. Kyle, off the bench. Off the bench. He was just hitting those threes like crazy. And it was in the first quarter, I believe, right? He was hitting them. He was doing it. And I would have 
I would have made him more of a focal point throughout that game, especially with LeBron James being physically compromised, mm-hmm. taking that charge and having his groin hurt. And Kuzma definitely had the hot hand. I would have incorporated him more in that game. So LeBron shot, I believe it was 9 for 24? Yeah. 9 for 24? Yep, wasn't a good game for the King. I mean, it wasn't a bad game. It was you know, an, an, eh, an eh game. Uh, he shot two for 12 from three. Yeah, yeah. It's an ugly game. It's not, it's not good. It's why, not, why, why are you taking so many threes? It's not good. I think this is my theory. I think that he was taking those threes because he was physically compromised because he yeah. took that charge to the groin region, and that's what I think because he had, to me, to my eye, he had a certain burst before he took that charge. Okay. And he probably had in the back, I mean, I don't know. He probably had in the back of his mind as the groin is one year to the date. Mm-hmm. And just probably just played gingerly on it. So you take those outside shots and you're not, you're physically compromised anyway. So it was just a bad combination. If I was him, I would have concentrated on getting more assists. He's averaging like. He's leading the league in he, assists. Yes, he's, he's averaging like 10. Yeah, he's averaging like 10, 11, 10, 11 assists a game. And it was, you, you, we all know, it's just, we all know that he is going to lead the league in assists. And it's probably something that he's always probably wanted to do, but yeah. never played with the clientele that he could do that. Well, I mean, you just got to feed AD. AD can get it. He can go for 30, 40 a game. LeBron is feeding everybody on that team. No, nah, he is. I mean, they got snipers everywhere. Yeah. They got they got snipers and then you got alleys for like JaVel Nagin, Dwight Howard, like Dwight Howard. Like talk about somebody that turned around his career. His career got revived up in that. It got revived. His career started to Basically, when he left Orlando, that was the beginning of the end of his great start of the tank. And yeah. then he's with the Lakers the first time, and he did himself no favors. He basically, you know, he didn't want to listen to Kobe. I mean, Kobe Bryant is a no-nonsense type of guy. Kobe Bryant, as you know, your man Magic, your fellow LeBron James hater, is very, very high on Kobe. I'm high on Kobe as well. Oh, I love Kobe. He's very, very Kobe's high. my guy. Very, very high on Kobe. Kobe, they say Kobe's the closest thing to Michael Jordan that there is. And Kobe, no nonsense, he worked hard at practice and stuff. I mean, Kobe, a young Kobe was the one that got in Shaq's face and said that you're too fat. Lose <laughs> some weight. So if Kobe, if, if Kobe can can stack up to the big Shaq daddy, he can yeah. say that, you know. So, yeah. So, but back to Dwight Howard. He's just, you know, from the Lakers and then all the other teams that he's been with and stuff. And I think he was on the Memphis Grizzlies where the Lakers said, you know, can we talk to Dwight? And it's like, oh, yeah, you can talk to him, no problem. It was like they practically gave him Dwight. Yeah. How? But the contract that Dwight signed, I don't think there's any guaranteed money or something. Oh, am I getting that confused with football? It's not like this lucrative contract, but it was certainly like a no-nonsense type of thing. Like if he, if he, if he gets out of pocket once, they let him go. Mm-hmm. But he went there with – he obviously went there with a different mindset, and yeah. he is definitely contributing. And I like his game, and I like his hairdo. Yeah, he's been a monster. He's always been a monster on defensive side of the ball. Always getting those blocks and rebounds. The Lakers are really good. I I uh, I said on my last episode that I was surprised on with the Lakers start because you know usually LeBron James team they take time to gel with each other. You know LeBron got to figure out all his guys. You know figure out what spots they like. 
But I was really surprised with their uh, with their start. They went off to a good start. I mean, they lost they lost four games in a row, so that kind of sucks. But you know, they still first in the West. Again, the talent around LeBron and all that stuff. And don't forget that LeBron did not have a long season like he's had the past nine seasons. So yeah. he was sitting home He was early. sitting home in April filming Space Jam. Yeah. <laughs> doing Space Jam. That's what he was doing. Yeah. I'm playing Duque. Paid hobby. <laughs> <laughs> now, on to our fifth and final game. And I have to tell you, I don't think that I've – I know that I told you before you press record. I'm not, I'm not sure if I said anything since that you started this podcast. But this last game, the Pelicans versus the Nuggets, I fell asleep on this game. This game was, we said earlier that it was a sexy lineup, but no Zion being there. I I, I said on the last episode, I was like, yo, they wanted to give Zion a Christmas Day game. That's what they wanted to do when they they made the schedule. They're like, yo, we love Zion. We got to put him on Christmas. Zion's been hurt. He hasn't played this season. But I was actually surprised that the Pelicans won this game, too. I was surprised they won as well as the Pelicans came into this ball game only won, winning like eight or nine games. Yeah. And, and so. And Denver was on a seven-game win streak, and they're the really good at home. I turned the game on, and you have to remember this game was right after the last game we talked about, and I had no expectation of this game whatsoever. And then all of a sudden, slumber was coming. Mr. Sandman was knocking on my eyelids, and I just fell asleep on this game. And it's like I got up and I said, oh, well. So, <laughs> oh well. I said, well, last year I watched all five games, and you didn't watch the last game last year. I did not watch the last. Game. So I figured this year that you know we have to keep the universe has a way of balancing everything out. So I said, well, my man D Train, it is his podcast. He will have watched that fifth game. I do have the stats. I can tell you that the Pelicans beat the Nuggets by a score of one twelve to an even one hundred. I can tell you that Brandon Brandon Ingram was the high man for the Pelicans with 31 points. I like Brandon Ingram. Another fantasy guy. Good. That's good for you. Drew Holiday, 20 points. J.J. Redick, I've always liked J.J. Redick, 15 points. Josh Hart, Josh Hart, 16 points. Now, Lonzo Ball only had 10 points, which that's about his average. Three assists, I think that that is, I think that that is completely unacceptable for him to only have like three assists. I've always been a Lonzo Ball fan. I think that his father put the target on him when he entered the league and they would just want to lock up Lonzo because he was paying for the 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 boisterousness of his father. I have nothing bad to say about Lonzo's pops. I just kind of wish that for Lonzo's sake that he kind of like did not put that target on Lonzo. So I've always been a Lonzo Ball fan. And I really wanted to stay awake to, if not anything, watch Lonzo. But it just wasn't in the cards for me, young brother. I just could not stay awake. Oh, Drew Holiday had 20 points and 8 assists. So all those assists were going to Drew Holiday. And uh, Favors Favors had 8 points, 13 rebounds, and 8 assists. Almost had a triple-double. Messed around and almost got himself a triple-double. And the... On the Denver side, he got the Joker with uh, Nikola... Jokic with 23 points, 10 rebounds. You got Gary Harris with 15 points, and uh, Jeremy Grant off the bench with 17 points. And that's about all. That's about all. That's about all that I can contribute to that game. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was a surprising game. Uh, 
I did not foresee this. Uh, I think I asked my panel of guests on my last episode. I was like, all right, which one do you see? More? I, they said that this game was more of the more of the upset, like the Pelicans beating the, the Nuggets rather than the Warriors beating the Rockets. But this year, both of them happened. Both of them happened. So I went two for five. Uh, in 2020, I'll do better. Which ain't good. Which just ain't good. Oh, that's, that's 40%. That's 40%. It ain't good. Not even, not even half, man. Not even half. I don't know what happened. I'm like, I'm like, damn. Damn. I did not do, I did not do so hot. But uh, what was the best game, best Christmas game, in your opinion? The best Christmas game, I am going to go with, Warrior Rockets. I mean, I mean, that was the most surprising game to me, and I want to say it was the best game, Warriors Rockets. Now, Clippers-Lakers was a good game as well, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say Warriors Rockets because my eyes was glued to that television set. Am, yeah. I, re- am I really watching what I'm watching? That yeah, was the best game, true. in my opinion. I mean, it's it probably the best win for them, yeah. How about your opinion? How about my opinion? Oh. <laughs> Technically, I didn't even watch the Lakers game. <laughs> <laughs> you were drinking. <laughs> well, I was out, but you know, out drinking. I was. Uh, I would have to say it was nice for my Philadelphia 76ers to blow out the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, I did not foresee that coming. I thought it would be closer, and it was nice. I actually watched that. I watched that game, you know, start to finish, and <laughs> that's gonna be my best game. <laughs> Now, uh, who do we have for your uh, best performance on Christmas? Because I remember last year, Kyrie did some things. <laughs> As I said, Kyrie can boogie on anybody, and I am a fan of Kyrie. I'm still a fan of Kyrie. I discovered Kyrie when he was in Cleveland. I, I, I Of course, I say that facetiously, but before the King went back to Cleveland, and there wasn't many Cleveland games that was on television. And I don't watch a lot of college sports, so I didn't watch Kyrie when he went to college. I believe he went to Duke. I did not watch him. Yeah, he went to Duke. But I watched him in Cleveland. And I'm like, oh, Kyrie got some skills. He can boogie on anybody. And then he came with the King, and they, you know, you know the story from there. He went to three straight finals with the King. He couldn't play in that first one because David Blatt just, you know, didn't know just didn't know what to do, and you know, I put that injury right on right squarely on David Blatt. It was on David Blatt. David Blatt lost that, lost that, that series for them. And then Kyrie wanted to separate from the King. He wanted to go to four teams. The Celtics was not one of the teams. Nope. I remember one of the teams was the Spurs, and one of the teams was the Nets. And I believe, Minnesota too. Okay, Minnesota, Minnesota, and then I believe that it was, I believe that it was. Um, the, uh, no, it wasn't, it wasn't the Sonics. It was... Um, oh, the Suns. The Suns. That's what I was Phoenix trying to think. Suns. Phoenix Suns, yeah. And so when he named the Knicks to be one of the teams, I kept on hashtag and tied O winning. He was hashtag tied O winning. If you <laughs> pick, if pick anybody want to go to the Knicks at that time, after after being with the King, after going to street th- three straight finals, after not doing anything before the King got there, yeah. just to have your own team or to get away from the King, you were tired of winning. Mm-hmm. He ended up on the Celtics just by happenstance. And it was a good run, and last season. And then I, he got moody. I put last season. You know who's to blame for last season? Yes. Your, your boy Brad Stevens. No, hundred percent, I agree. Your boy Brad Stevens, Brad Stevens messed, messed it up. Messed it up last season. 
I have gone on record and I've told people this time and time again, when you get a, in any type of major league sports, when you get an injury to your lower extremities, to your legs, mm -hmm. it takes you like two seasons to get back right. Paul George, Paul George really didn't get back right until last year, and Paul George did his damage, broke his leg years before that, years before that. So it was going to take your boy, Gordon Haywood, at least two years to kind of get to get right. Mm -hmm. So to start off last season with Haywood as a starter, no. Now, by, now, towards the end of last season, Haywood was getting better. He was getting stronger. But Haywood should have never have been a starter. So you have Haywood. You had all that talent. You had, you know, so by doing that, Haywood, you're stifling the growth of Jason Tatum, of and, Jason Jalen Tatum and, and, and Jalen Brown. Now, you and I, we do not coach NBA basketball. Brad Stevens, no more basket. Brad Stevens has forgotten more basketball than you and I combined will know. But it's not a brain surgery. It's just it's a no-brainer. You don't start this guy off as a starter. I put last season squarely on the shoulders of Brad Stevens. I, I mean, it's on everybody, too, but Brad gets most of the pie. Brad Brad, Brad gets the whole damn pie, as far as I'm concerned. He gets the whole damn pie. Brad gets most if, of the pie. If I could sit here in Malden, Massachusetts, right, and if I can do my basketball show around the rim and I can talk about the Malden Neighborhood Basketball League, right, and all my attention is on that, and I'm just a casual fan of the Celtics, I don't hate the Celtics. There were just some teams that I like better than the Celtics, and there were some players I like better than you – know, than players on the Celtics, but I did watch the most Celtics games in that two-year, two, two three-year span that Kyrie was on the team. Mm -hmm. I watched more Celtics games, and I put that squarely on Brad Stevens. Kyrie is who he is. Kyrie's a superstar and all that stuff. Who wins these games? These superstars. Brad Stevens is not going to score not one point in the NBA, but he has to set up his guys, his men. So I put that solely on this squarely on the shoulders of Brad Stevens, and I just and I look at him differently as a coach. I really look at him differently as a coach. He had this and he blew it. It's all his fault. But look at the Celtics now with Kemba Walker. I understand that, but you know what? It's still I'm talking about last year. It's all his fault. I mean, as simple as that. I think I think he gets most of the pie blame, at least fifty to sixty percent. I, I think the organization gets some blame. You know, Kyrie gets some blame. Everybody gets some blame. They we, just underachieved. We are sitting here in the new podcast suite of Malden Access Television (MATV). And we are on this roadcaster, and we have nice microphones, these Procaster microphones, and with these nice holders and stuff. So I say all that to have a picture to the streamers. It's very hard for you to read my lips right now because I'm in front of this nice $260 mic. These mics are nice. This room is sick. Yo, this room is fresh. Is I, I saw a pic of it yesterday. I put the hard eyes. <laughs> but I say all that to say that I know that you cannot actually see me talk, really, but read my my lips all his <laughs> fault <laughs> all right i mean I, I, we don't we don't agree there i think it's most of Brad's fault but Kyrie got some blame Kyrie got some blame everybody got some blame Hayward got some blame all the the whole Danny Ainge got some blame everybody got some blame in that organization for what happened last year I stand by what I said. You want me to say it again? <laughs> no, I'm all set. Okay. Uh, let's jump into uh, uh, some su surprises for Christmas. Uh, 
my surprise. I put some surprises. Milwaukee getting blown out like that. Uh, I don't think anyone foresaw that coming. Nope, I did not see that coming. So, yeah. Uh, oh, there was one thing I did not talk about in the Laker game. Okay. The Laker had Lakers had like a twelve point lead in the third quarter. Oh yeah, Lakers blew it. What happened to it? The Lakers blew it. What like what happened? They they blew it. They blew the league. They had their chances of winning that game, yeah. and they just blew it. So. Hats off to the Clippers. Even in the fourth quarter, I think like six minutes left, they were up seven. Right. And then, you know, Clippers come back. Well, we said that Kawhi is a cyborg, so they they was going to win that game. And hands down, the Clippers have the better coaching squad. Hands down, from coach to coach, they got the better coaching squad. So that game was more important to the Clippers than to the Lakers. You think so? Well, I don't know. I don't think. So. Well, that's I don't think. I, I don't think it was more well, that's important to the Clippers. I, th- I think it's more important to the Clippers for the. They cycle. beat them opening night. Of course, they beat them opening night, and it is. And not, then you, it's not out. It is not out of the realm of possibility that the Clippers could sweep the Lakers this year. It's not out of the realm of possibility in the regular season. In, uh, in the regular season, in, okay, in, in but regular, like in the playoffs. Not talk, I'm not talking about the playoffs. I'm talking about the regular in, season, in, in. which is just basically just one big, yeah. long warm-up yeah, until, they don't until care, you get they to don't the postseason. About the, they don't care about regular season. Le- Le- LeBron doesn't care like LeBron where, chilling. He, where, he, where he's seating at and all that. But, again, the Clippers. And plus, they the play Clippers. in the same. They play in the same arena. They play in and the they, same. And all of them are all Lakers fans. It is so. because because it's been the Lakers' house forever, and the Lakers are the team there. In order for the Clippers to ever hope to be in a team there, that they have to take a world title. And even then, matter of fact, I think Paul Pierce, who is from L.A. and yeah. played for the Clippers, and said even if the Clippers still take the title. He yeah, said they, they had to win like 17. He saw, yes, they had to win like 17. <laughs> 17 and, champions. And how can you win 17 championships in one season? It just, it's just the math doesn't work out. It's just, it, it, it is physically impossible. So they will forever be the second basketball team in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. But yes, to your point, the Lakers could have won that game. The Lakers were winning that the game. They had the opportunities to win that game yes. and they just did not win that game. So they did not pull through. It's not that they blow it, even though I probably said that they did blow it. it the Lakers did not lose the game the Clippers won that game I agree I agree with that bottom I agree line. with that they bottom won line. bottom line they won that fair game they were just uh the better team that night I see I think the Lakers the Lakers have a better duo but I think the the Clippers they have a better team and they have a better coaching staff well, that is the general consensus. If you listen to the Stephen A. Smiths out in the world, if you listen to the Max Kellermans out in the world, if you listen to Shannon Shop or the Le Shannon Shops <laughs> out in the world, out there, I'm I Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless is back like liking Kawhi Leonard. He stopped calling him number two, so he's back liking Kawhi Leonard. And Skip Lapes and Skip Bayless has always been a critic of LeBron James. Not a LeBron James hater. That that moniker is basically designated to both you and Evans, but he. He doesn't give he doesn't give LeBron the breaker. He said he holds LeBron to a higher standard. So I say all that to say that I'm not even sure that that Skip Bayless would say that the Lakers have the better duo. I'm not even sure that he would say that. But yes, you and I see the see the same thing. The Lakers have the better duo, but the Clippers have the better team. They got a deeper bench, and coaching just does just, just does not compare that the Clippers have the best coaches. Yep. So, and uh, we'll see what happens. In the playoffs, we'll see if uh, any calls <laughs> go a certain way. <laughs> the only thing that I had predicted before watching any of these games is that 
the Western Conference Finals is going to go through Los Angeles and it's going to be the Clippers against the Lakers. That's what I want to see. I'm sure that's what you want to see. I want to see that, but you got to watch out for Houston and don't, don't sleep on Denver. And uh, Okay, you got to watch out Houston, but Houston can't even beat the Warriors. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but <laughs> that's true. But Houston's a huge wild card out there. If Houston plays to the potential that I know they can play, because this this uh, James Harden, you know, lullaby and everybody to sleep, it's going to work in the regular season. But come playoff time, it's not going to work. It's not you know, gonna... Russell Westbrook is going to have to put his imprint on the game. Russell Westbrook, if what he should have done during the offseason, he should have worked on his three-point shot. He should, but I feel, I feel like for that team, I think he's going to have to uh, control the ball more. He can't be. He can't be sitting sitting in a three point line, spotting up. But it's James Harden's team, and this is what he signed up for. And these, and they're boys. So, <laughs> I always thought that that combination was going to work because they want to be together. Mm-hmm. The general consensus for people that I know, they just, oh, it's, it's never going to work. This, this, and that. And these people are also people that really don't give Russell Westbrook the props that I think that he should be given. So I knew that this combination was going to work because, again, when you want to play with somebody, when you want to be there, when you want to better your situation, coming there knowing that it's not his team, that it's his good boy's team and all that, his good friend's team, I foreseen it working. Yeah. What I did not foresee, them losing to, to the Warriors. To the Warriors. Who were, very embarrassing. Who were less than warrior-like. Yeah. Uh, that was another surprise, as you, as we said, the Warriors beating the Rockets. Uh, I think most of us had this game as a blowout. Like I had the game. <laughs> I was going to take a power nap during that game. That's what I had. Yeah. And then uh, New Orleans be- beating Denver. Uh, that was a surprise to me. I did not. I mean, I didn't see that. I, I thought Denver was going to win. Denver's a really good home team. And they just uh, they went to bed. That's what happened. The only thing About I saw, only thing I saw, only thing I saw during that game was the inside of my eyelids. That's Brandon, all. Yeah, I mean Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram had a had a game. Yeah, we say he got thirty one points, seven for nine, three point shooting. He was he was lights out, lights out. So, but Denver, you got to find a way to win that at home. Right, okay. gotta find a way. All right, so we got some upcoming games to uh, predict. Uh, so tonight. We got 76ers at the Pacers. Who are you taking? Well, I still have not watched a lot of NBA games, and I really don't like predicting stuff that I really have not seen. But for the purpose of this podcast, I'm going with the team that resides in the city of brotherly love. Yeah, same. I'm going with the 76ers. Uh I think Ben Simmons is going to get a uh, 25 point 25 points. And uh yeah. We got Warriors at Spurs. Who are you going with? I'm going to go with the Spurs because we're talking about the Warriors who aren't the Warriors this season. You going with the Spurs? I'm going with the Spurs. I'm going with the upset. Well, I'm going I'll, I'll, I'll go Warriors. How much have you drank? <laughs> <laughs> hey, my my uh, you can breathalyze me. I'm sure on the legal limit. <laughs> uh, nuggets at Rockets. Nuggets at Rockets. I'm going with Houston. Houston, there will not be a problem tonight. I agree. We're going Houston. 
James Harden's going to get another 40 point, 40 point game. Actually, the game's not tonight. It's tomorrow night. Oh, tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, New Year's I, Eve. Well, I said tonight, so. New Year's Eve. I was mistaken. Uh, and then January 2nd, we got the Raptors at the Heat. I really haven't seen the Heat, but I. The Heat are nice. I was going to say, I heard the Heat tonight's and all that. And nice. it's in. So, what's the status of. of Pascal? Pascal. Uh, he's still out. He's out indefinitely. Pascal's out. So, he might not be playing. So, I'm going to go with the Heat. I'm going with the Heat. I'm going with the Heat, too. Uh, yeah. Yo, they're nice. They got some nice rookies. Kendrick Dunn, uh, Tyler Harrow, uh, Duncan Robinson. Yo, they got a nice they got a nice squad up in South Beach. Nice squad. Uh, and, don't, and Jimmy Butler, the closer out there, he mm-hmm. can close some games. Mm-hmm. Close some games. Uh, I bet you the 76ers miss him. But then they got, a, they got Al, Ho- Al Horford got overpaid. <laughs> he got overpaid. $107 million for five years. But well, he is the honest topic. I'm sure. I mean, Al Horford, he was certainly serviceable when he was in Boston. He's a good guy. He's a good player and all that stuff. But he probably sat there and he's probably looking at Brad Stevens that said that you blew this entire season. I'm getting the hell out of here. <laughs> and if that's the and if, if that was his mindset, yeah, I don't blame him. Oh, yeah. Hey, he got he got some money. He got paid. He got paid. He got paid. Uh, we got Thunder at Spurs on uh, January 2nd. Thunder at Spurs. I got to go with the Spurs. Going with the Spurs? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going with the Spurs, too. And then the last game, we got the 76ers at the Rockets. Now, this is a very interesting game. And I am high on the team that resides in the city of brotherly love. Yes. But while I'm thinking about this, I had streamed a podcast of yours, a recent podcast of yours, and your fellow LeBron James hater even said that the he said my 76ers were bums. That's what he said. He said they were bums. They were frauds. They were and this bums and, he, and they were frauds. He had nothing. The disrespect he that had, he put out here. He had nothing good to say about the team that resides in the city of Brotherly See, Love. I got to tell my man, even though the Celtics have a better record than the 76ers right now, uh, the 76ers clapped them in Boston and opening night. I don't feel the way about the 76ers as he does. So, but with that being said, I'm going with the Rockets. It's on the Rockets. It's on their home court. I'm going with the Rockets. I think out of all these games that we have listed here, one, two, three, four, five, six games, I think that'll probably be the best game. Yes. And probably, and, you know, might even be the closest game. Mm-hmm. So, in that case, I'm going with the home team. Houston, they will not be a problem on the third. Uh, I'm going with the 76ers. Okay. I believe in Ben and JoJo. That duo. And uh, do you want to make any 2020 predictions? I'm not going to make any 2020 predictions. No, no, because, again, I haven't watched a lot of basketball games, so i just been all about football, fantasy football. All about, all about fantasy football. <laughs> I don't want to talk about fantasy football. I know you don't want to talk about fantasy football. <laughs> uh, I didn't pay attention after, like, five games. <laughs> yes. You, you beat me the opening game by something like two points. Yep. And I was sick. <laughs> that was disgraceful. That's your first time being in a fantasy football league, or did you play fantasy f- football? I played before. before. I played yeah. before. Well, that was just my team was clearly the better team. I was just <laughs> sick. I played the. You wrong, got your revenge. I played the wrong quarterback. Yeah, but still, every game matters, and that just made me sick. So you ended up with four wins, and just to think that I'm one of the people that had the four wins. My team ended up in first place. Got bounced in the got bounced in the first round. That yeah. also made me sick as well. 
but yeah, but I was sick after that after that season opener. So I concentrate on football and fantasy football. So now that the fantasy football season's over, now time for basketball. It's now time to concentrate on basketball because again, Christmas. And we got day. around the rim coming up around, in January. Around the rim is coming up. Around the rim. The first show was going to be this Thursday, January second, but I'm just not prepared to to have that show. There were other things that I had to do, this this podcast being one of them. I'm not blaming on this podcast, but I would not be able to do that show right. So that show was going to make its season premiere on January 9th, 2020, Around the Rim. But before you close it out, I, just, I do want to plug my podcast, if you don't mind. Go ahead. My podcast is Beyond the Rim, hashtag BTR, and Beyond the Rim, the podcast is available on Apple Podcasts. It's available on Spotify. It's available on Google Play. It's available on Stitcher. Basically, anywhere that you get your podcast, it's available. If you're driving in your car, if you have TuneIn Radio, it's available on TuneIn Radio. It's also available on iHeartRadio. So iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah. you're on iHeartRadio? Um, yes, I'm on, I'm on iHeartRadio. I just okay. went... When you submit a podcast for iHeartRadio, they said you got to wait like 14 business days. And yeah. they wasn't lying. It was like 14 business days to get approved. So around, so Beyond the Rim is on iHeartRadio. The only platform that Beyond the Rim is not on is Pandora because I, I, I did the submission to Pandora, and I don't even know if the submission went through. I'm going to say that the, that the submission did not go through. It's very difficult to submit something to Pandora. I don't know how it gets done. It's just yes, it is. so I don't, think that this, I don't think that the submission has gone through. Uh, Beyond the Rim BTR could be found on your favorite platform, Anchor. So basically, anywhere that you can find your podcast, it's Beyond the Rim. So check it out. Yeah, check out my boy Nestor Dudley. His oh, podcast also, is awesome. I just want to say that the website is btrmike.com. That's btrmic.com. Yes, and uh, give it give it a check out. It's a good time. Uh, now we are back on the Make It Rain podcast. We are going to, uh, you know, close out twenty. Uh, we're closing out twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. We're going into a new decade. Uh, twenty twenty. Well, actually, let me stop you right there. It is. We're going. We're, we're going into the twenties, but it's not a new decade. The decade turns when it's the when the year is one. So when it was 2000, the year 2000, it was still the 20th century. It wasn't the 21st century until 2001. So, yes. the, de- so the decade actually changes on the one. So that's a popular uh, uh, mistake that, uh, and I don't even know if mistake is the right word, but that's like the popular belief. And just to let you know that that is not the belief. So, so it'll be it, 2021? It, it, 2021 will be the next will be the the next decade okay will be the next decade yeah okay and it goes the same way for birthdays and all that so if you're 20 you got one more year until you get 21 and all that stuff so you know you're a very young man so you don't have to like worry about age and stuff as one gets older and they see these milestones coming as that so like your next milestone which you're some years away from will be your 30th birthday and yeah. again you're some years away from that you can't probably you can't even imagine it right now but oh in, no 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 but in several years sometimes i feel old though you know but, i work in the office all day but in several years but they, I, I party young you you do you do you do you do you do yeah how much you how much you have a drink but just let you know that in several years when you get ready to turn 30 and you get ready to feel some type of way just remember that your man nesta told you that okay you're turning 30 
but you're still in your 20s because your 30s does not start until you're 31. So I look at the thir- I look at being 30 is okay. You're transitioning to go into your 30s, so it gives you like your last year. You're like, okay, there's a three in my digit. And so it's coming. So, yeah, so, and when I tell it to people, people feel better about that. So when you're getting ready to turn 30, when you get ready to turn 40, when you get ready to turn 50, which it's, it's 41, 31, which, yes, which you got decades, you are decades away from this. I'm a young buck. You are a young buck, which I'm is, a young buck. you're a young buck, and you're not going to be forever able to hold the liquor like you hold the liquor right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's true yeah that's true i had a massive hangover today i i'm not gonna lie i had four drinks yesterday four drinks yesterday <laughs> i had four drinks yesterday on pearl at pearl street <laughs> i woke up this morning oh but you went to work i went to, went work. to went to work that you gotta as long as you can get up as long as you can get up and go to work that's right uh, I talked a lot this podcast. <laughs> well, you should. It's your podcast. <laughs> I talked a lot. Oh, man. I, I just, like, revealed my life. <laughs> but, yo, uh, you can check out the Make It Rain podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Play. Shit, where am I on? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're cussing on your podcast, too. <laughs> I never know where my podcast is on. <laughs> iTunes, iTunes, iTunes. Uh Basically, wherever you can find Nesta Dudley's podcast, you can find my podcast on it. Except for iHeartRadio because uh, I haven't done that yet. And uh, tune in, but yeah. Oh, you haven't done tune in yet? No, I've not done tune in yet. Tune in. I got accepted for tune in immediately. It was like I I submitted it, and it was like minutes later that I got. I'm like, oh, this is on point. Yeah. And that might have been a mistake. And the only reason why I said it might have been a mistake because a couple of days later I got the email from TuneIn saying, congratulations, you've been accepted to TuneIn. I'm like, I know that. I've been on this flight for like three days. TuneIn I got in real quick. iHeartRadio, 14 business days. And business days, you know what business days are. I know. Business Four, that's, that's two, three, three yeah, weeks almost. 14 business that's day. Three weeks on the, four, on the 14th business day, I got the email saying, congratulations, you've been accepted. Well, congratulations. I am uh, happy for your podcast. And once again, uh, you should check out the uh, Around the Rim podcast as well. Beyond the Rim, Beyond the Rim podcast, Around the Rim television show. Oh, th- I got it right, right? No, you said around the rim. I said beyond the rim. No, no, you said no, no, you said around the rim podcast, man. I think I might have to give you this breathalyzer when we (laughs) when we set this podcast off. But to 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 view around the rim and beyond the rim, you can go to the our YouTube channel, which is Nestor Dudley The Rim on YouTube. All right, uh, have a good night, everybody. (laughs) Good night, D Train, and thank you for once again having me a guest on your podcast and. I do want to make it happen that we have on your podcast. We want, I, I want to do this on your podcast. I don't want to do it on my podcast. I yes, want to do we on, have to do this. I want to do it on your podcast with me, you, and Evans Revere, the man that I affectionately call the magic man. Because I think because yes. I think there'll be a dynamite Maybe podcast. Before playoffs. That'll be a dynamite podcast to have about NBA basketball, I think. Yes, this needs to happen. It needs to happen. It will happen in 2020. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make it rain. Make it rain. Peace.